0: All right, they're both
1: going. Say some stuff. Yo. Yo, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, all right. We'll just see, won't we? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you got a joint account. Yeah,
1: we got a joint account, which, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's easy because we've known each other for a long time. You know, there's a base level of trust. So, uh, you know, it's not something that I've met (laughs) three months ago and I'm like, shit, he's got access to spend, you know, a fair bit of what's my money and to just go and buy whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. as do you. <laughs> <laughs> as do I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there a
0: card attached to it? Yeah,
1: and we all have them.
0: For real? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. We don't have anything like that. We just, like, transfer coin to whoever's paid for what when it arrives. Yeah,
1: we'll see, like, that just becomes an exhausting exercise, though, and then it constantly... You have that thing, does, where you, that, does it though? <laughs> I think so. Well, not any more
0: exhausting than transferring money into an account and then having the discussion about what's being spent and where by whom. Well, and we then don't it, not living mean. with the anxiety that sounds pretty exhausting is, right? to me.
1: So, we pay like every four weeks, we pay in for for rent and we pay a little bit extra, which is you know used to buy communal stuff for the house predominantly groceries, beers, those kind of things. We yep. pay bills with it, yeah. And it only becomes an issue when we're under for our next rent, and it's like shit. We've spent, what do we buy? Yeah, we're, who's, who's been <laughs> <We're> buying <laughs> heaps of stuff on the car, and yeah. then we have to backtrack. But like, it just means that you know, I can stop through at the supermarket on my way home and be like, okay, I know we need this, this, and this at home, and just use the joint card Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That we have, and anyone can do it. Someone can just shoot a message and be like, hey, I'm at the shops. So what do we need? Like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I you think. Know? Yeah, I completely respect the approach because through a different approach, I'm pretty sure I live under pretty much identical circumstances, which is yeah. when there's stuff I know that we need that we're all going to use and I have an opportunity to buy it, I'll just buy it and that'll be that. And yeah. I give my housemates like the benefit of the doubt that they will do the same thing. Yeah. for things they're aware of and it all comes out in the wash. And then it just avoids that ever being a situation where like you need to pay rent or something and yeah. you're short and you're like far out. Who's, who spent what? And then, yeah, yeah. okay. So like, do you think when you've had that, a bad situation of that, do you carry it forward to the next month where you're like, everyone's on edge. Did you use the card today? I didn't. He nah, did, but. You... When we're
1: under, we just go, okay, how much are we under $200? All right, let's all just transfer in accordingly so that we reach back to the quota we need to be at for the next rental cycle. Yeah. Whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I'm glad that we've uh, delved into both sides of it.
0: Well, it's the first like, it's the first introduction you get to joint finances, especially if you haven't been in a long-term relationship. And it just like, you know, you hear about super acrimonious separations of really rich people and like, like Hollywood shit where you're just like, what? You know, he's walking, he did this, she did this. They're walking away with X amount and asset division, blah, it's all like so horrible. But you think, like for me, before I had encountered joint finances, I was like, how do you ever end up in a situation like that? Where you're like bickering over money with no method of figuring out exactly who's entitled to what, who actually put those dollars in the account, yeah, who they belong to. And then you start sharing a bit of money at some point in life. You're like, oh, I see how this could escalate. And then I see how I could have... Will probably maybe made a character judgment that comes back to bite me in 35 years, and yeah. then suddenly I'm on the street, like,
1: then <laughs> <laughs> taken for everything I'm worth. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I find this actually an interesting situation because, you know, presumably, if you're, you know, in, in a long term relationship, but I, or e.g., you're married mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's uh, you know one of the big four examples that yep. you might have a joint account you know you I'm sort of or like I guess most things in theory you're buying for you're buying them jointly you know you're buying a car for both of you to use mm. you're buying groceries for both of you to eat you know that
0: who drives it more though who eats more in the house yeah. like is it
1: ever even but like the the situation that we're in is with people that we're not sharing shit with necessarily. Do you know what I mean? Like in like a shared not, living well, arrangement. Sorry, let, let me rephrase. Like yeah, we're we're sharing food, so we are sorry, we are sharing it. But these are people that you know you're not a team with necessarily. They're not like you know we're both building our joint finances towards this. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Do do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. The only basis upon which you're hanging out is that, oh yeah, he's a good guy to kick around with when I have a (laughs) beer and talk shit. Seems nice, but Uh, other than that, there's no obligation to do right by you. Yeah, who's yeah. to
1: say they don't just go withdraw everything and run? <laughs> exactly, your character judgment. Yeah. I mean, not that there's heaps in there, you know, good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not we'll see two suburbs away, wherever yeah. you're up. Yeah, yeah. let's put it this way, you're not going to Sydney International, you're going to Sydney Alright? <laughs> so, yeah. And you can't get on every flight, there'll be a couple. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go to Melbourne, I know that's where I There won't be a good them. times, but there'll be a few
0: see i can't, I couldn't share food. do you get how much food do you guys share?
1: Um, oh, a, a bit you know we're not like always all eating the same meals, but I mean like I think it's just kind of <laughs> we sort of know the routines that everyone's in, like I know that you know. Person X eats this shit, so when I'm at the supermarket buying for the house, I buy that shit for him. I know the person Y eats this stuff, so I'll buy some of that stuff for him. Okay, you know, and okay. I'll have this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: So it's not even things that you're jointly consuming. No. Wow. Like this is the thing: is it's almost impossible for those things
1: to have the equivalent value. Isn't it? Well yeah, but I think we you know, I'm not gonna sit and nitpick and be like, that guy's meal that he's just cooked in the house comes to like seven dollars sixty a serving and mine comes to eight dollars thirty. So I'll give you sixty five cents. I'm sorry.
0: You know, what I mean Well, okay, that that's really interesting you say because I agree. So negligible, not worth the energy that goes into yeah. adding like adding it to any bill. Yeah. But you're either wired that way or you're not, and if you're not, you're like no, that brings it to forty six dollars and thirty five cents in the last three and a half weeks. When am I going to see this money? Like some yeah. people
1: operate like that. Yeah, no. There's people that like sift through a supermarket receipt, go, "Well, I'm not using that. I'm not using that. I'm not using that." <laughs> yeah. So I'll take them off, and I'll and I'll yeah. pay my share of the rest. And it's like, oh, okay. I actually
0: only used fifty four sheets of toilet paper this week, so sorry. Can we just revise this figure you put on <laughs> the table in front of him?
1: Yeah, I've, I've been holding on and going at work.
0: <laughs> I've been conserving our resources, have you?
1: <laughs> hey, look, between you and I, those people we can go and get stuff. Bully, bully, bully. 100%, I don't really know any of them, I've encountered them. Um. We didn't make friends though. <laughs> Ah, uh, Okay. All right. Now, probably I do. Wow. This is the first time in a while I've got something to to um, to, to run, run, run by me. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. This, this isn't is... the first. You make this sound like this is just
0: a personal therapy session for me, where I do where you sit down and yeah. you're like, okay, Rose,
1: <sighs> hit me. <laughs> What's been upsetting you this week? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I jotted this, nice. uh, this down over the weekend. I found myself in this in this conversation, all right? And I, I, I need to call something out here, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were just talking about how much do we eat, who eats what kind of thing, okay? You and I are both growing guys, and, you know, that's obviously a defense that is available to all guys to use in regards to how much food they eat until basically they're 60, I think. You know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, you know, dude. You don't need to eat that much. Well, I'm still growing. Yeah, your waistline. No, I feel
0: like that expires. <laughs> no, like, mate, I, I'm 27. I, I don't say that anymore because I feel like I'm bullshitting.
1: <laughs> I'd love to. I think no, no, like you're I, still within the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're growing when you're 59. Yeah, you're 60,
1: <laughs> your waistline is.
0: <laughs> well, I I I think I know what you're getting at, and it's definitely for me. Yeah, like peak testosterone or whatever, or peak like. Output, you yeah. need
1: peak input, yeah. right? Anyway, th- this is beside the point. A little bit, <laughs> sorry okay. to derail. I'm just saying away. that you know I like to eat food. I know you like to eat food. But I do. It's good. It's mm. good. I like it over and above just the energy that it provides my body.
0: Absolutely. Okay.
1: Don't you pity someone who doesn't? So br- so brunch. All right. Yeah. Who the fuck came up with that concept? Brunch isn't a good thing. Brunch, you are trading off breakfast and lunch for one meal. You're well, trading, Whatever, you're, you're having trading... a meal between breakfast and lunch. <laughs> That's the <laughs> Is that how you operate when you have brunch? Uh, sometimes. Okay, if you're gonna do that, great. You're offending right? think...
0: every Australian with what you're saying right I now. You're denouncing you...
1: brunch. I'm denouncing- Be very careful. Dude, okay, if you operate, only if you operate, and I know people do operate this way, that go, no, I'm not having breakfast, and I'm not going to have lunch either because I'm having brunch, okay. and that's a pretty fair, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to proceed with that as the definition of brunch. No, I'd go fucking bullshit. It'd get to 1.30 and I'd be, would be like, I feel like I can't have lunch because I got ripped off fucking <laughs> a few hours earlier. <laughs> You're not having double the amount of food. You're having one meal, and it, and the whole notion of brunch is telling you to fucking cop it. Okay. I'm calling it out. Okay. is a shit Okay. So this in relation
0: to how much you eat, is this causing a deficiency in your consumption? Of course not. Well, that sounds like that's what you're upset about, is that you're not getting breakfast and you're not getting lunch. So it sounds like you feel ripped off or you want to consume more.
1: That's what people have been telling me I need to have for years now. If I I wake up and don't have breakfast straight away, I feel like I've fucked up.
0: Right, there's definitely a really widespread conditioning that, which completely betrays a lot of like yeah. health science Mate, to have breakfast as soon as you wake up. You
1: and I were t- chatting about that the other day. Yeah. I felt that this morning. I mean, obviously I was up very early and I woke up still just feeling so full from my meal last night. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. it would be a gnarly thing. Like, people must just without even thinking about it, be like, no, this is my usual time that I
0: have breakfast. Oh, that's what I used to do. Absolutely. It's yeah. like such a mental tick where even if you had had a huge dinner, you've woken up full, but you hadn't <laughs> clicked, that routine hadn't clicked for you. You get to mid morning where you, the amount of energy you have available still hasn't changed that much because you're still pretty fucking full from the night before. Mm. But like those triggers start coming out where is it like sugar receptors or whatever, Distortion yeah. of your apostat is going on to completely, like, basically blur your real appetite from you. You can't really hear whether you need food or not. But it's. I wonder,
1: like, it would be so interesting to see the neurobiological response to like when people look at the time. Mm. You know, I mean, I I remember I used to have a thing where like no matter how early I'd had breakfast in a day, like say I was up like for whatever reason really early and I had a meal at like 6 a.m. Yeah. I still even, like, I'd be, you know, relatively hungry again by like 11, 11.30. Or like, this was when I was, you know, packing in bulk study for like HSC and things like that. Like, getting up super early, you know, just, I'd be hungry again by mid-morning. But I'd be like, nah, it's still a.m. I can't have lunch. That's weird. So, you did like brunch at that stage in your life? Fuck
0: brunch, dude. Well, no, because it sounds like brunch could have rescued you in that situation, couldn't it? (laughs) I feel really, really, like, obligated to stick up for brunch here, basically on behalf of the other 25 million people here who hate you right now for denouncing
1: brunch. (laughs) Wait, I'm just saying, if you just do the maths, you're trading two for one, and I don't think that one outweighs the
0: two. I think that at that stage in your life, you could have practised some some critical thinking and approach brunch from the opposite direction, which is, wow, meal. could this be a bonus meal? Exactly.
1: <laughs> so you're basically saying that I need to reconfigure my life. Okay.
0: I mean, that's pretty good general advice for like most of the time. <laughs> Try and improve your life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, bro. That's what I'm sitting down here with you. <laughs> I need therapy, all right. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, look, yeah, yeah. back to what I would say. it would be weird to just, like, that kind of thing. Like, I would look at the time and be like, nah, it hasn't reached PM too early for me to be adventuring into lunch. Okay, brunch, no, you're right. I should have considered it at the time. I didn't, okay. I wasn't jumping on the brunch bandwagon then, and I'm not jumping on it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, and then the, as soon as it hit 12 o'clock, there would have been things in my brain... Just going, yep, now it's, in inverted commas, now it's lunchtime. Mm. Now you can have lunch. And, like, just what's going on. Yeah. Well, okay, what's the longest fast you've done? Probably 19 or 20 hours. Oh, no, that's not true. I've done the 40-hour famine. You've before. done 40-hour famine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Okay, there you go. That <laughs> 40 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, I think that... Like that for me was what broke a lot of those triggers. I had the same thing where I had like weird parameters that i had either consciously or subconsciously set for myself that set off little triggers for like consumption at odd times of the day. Um, And that like, I did a three-day fast off the back of watching Sammy do one and watching him do it at a time where I would be having, I'd be like consuming calories from... 5.45 5.45 in the morning at work till 11 p.m. at night, bowls of cereal after, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. we all know the the pre-breakfast cereal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, basically, I was like, I couldn't believe watching what Sammy was doing. I was like, why would you, what's going on? Like, why would you do that to yourself? How, how are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> yeah. Are you raising money
1: or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what's going on here, man? Yeah,
0: but he he told me a bit about like what the process is doing and the best analogy that he gave was that, I think something we've discussed before, that if you consider your body like a large shop, like a supermarket, for example, where there's like infinite different systems, infinite different processes, blah, blah, blah going on, and you imagine opening the supermarket or having the supermarket operate with all of its employees, but keeping the doors closed for a day. How many little jobs would get done around the place? How tidy and sparkling and like orderly would the place be with a bit of time to clean and recalibrate? Um, And it really resonated with me. And I was like, oh, fuck, okay, I'll give this a go. And I did it. So I gave myself a real baptism of fire doing it where I think Sam took himself off to the beach for a couple of days, just laid real low, um, you know, didn't exert that much, I did three days of work basically, like 12 hour shifts, 10 hour shifts on your feet, croissants everywhere, oh, milk coffee everywhere, like stuff everywhere basically. And I committed to a water fast. So literally nothing but water. Um, and then I remember having like... You should
1: have had like some ice in between. That's what I did. What sort of ice, sorry? (laughs) Like frozen water ice. Oh, I got you. Just to get the crunch back. (laughs) Just to feel like... fire up. Yeah, I'm eating something. You know, my mouth is active. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I don't know. Well, I'd sort of... It got to this stage of delirium where I was just really embracing like... The trip of it all. I was like, this is fucking crazy what's going on to my body and my brain right now because I know I am not going to die from this. I know that I'm going to make it through. It's just a matter of whether I can separate myself from the time commitment or not. But like to observe this shit raging between your body and your mind, it was like crazy. And I think a lot of that was just ripping apart these triggers that are installed consciously or subconsciously with 11 p.m bowls of cereal and a flat white at 5:45 in the morning
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it like right. it, but then then after that didn't i basically the moral of the story is i didn't feel victim to them anymore like i could sort of start to play around with eating windows and stuff and avoid a lot of those crazy stress triggers
1: yeah. well i'd i argue that pretty well all of those cues are just they're not conscious they're subconscious as in like they're they're Widespread throughout mm. society, like they're just general rules of thumb that everyone seems to adhere to, like just from the get go, because people tell them they need to, yeah. And they just don't give it any critical attention. They're just like, Oh, yeah, I'll wake up and have breakfast. What'd you have for breakfast today? You had breakfast, obviously. Uh, breakfast, you want to go for lunch? <laughs> I'm obviously having lunch today. i got brunch plans, but uh, I can do a late <laughs> lunch for sure. <laughs> I'll do late lunch, going out to dinner. After. You'll obviously be having dinner when you get home as well, you know, yeah.
0: But I don't know about you, I've turned into a full-on food psychopath. Like, I confine it to my personal time and I try not to, like, allow it to, like, interrupt my social life. Because it is such a, like, disruptive and prohibitive thing to do, to have eating preferences, basically. Mm. But, I don't know, I think I've become, like, a full tilt psycho psycho with food now. In a good way, though, like, I feel like I'm much more aware of what I do and don't like now. Yeah, right. And you just get so much control over your energy levels. Like, it's... It's nice. It's like a cheat code. See, that's
1: the next thing to try and tap into is just, like... Yeah, not like, I don't know, because I find, like, that's still an area that I could improve on definitely is, Mm. like, being more... Have more understanding about, you know, what certain things are going to... How they're going to make me feel, not necessarily physically, but mentally as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing how to you know, put, put together, not just a recipe for one meal, but like, a, you know, a recipe of what you're going to eat over like a 72-hour period. Yeah. You know, what and when, and how, like, what the end result of that is going to be, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's hard, though. Like, if you've only, if you've only
0: ever felt shit, having someone say, try and do this and you'll feel good doesn't mean anything, because you don't know what feeling good is. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people probably wouldn't, inconvenience themselves short term to try and improve their the state of being because they might not recognize that their state of being could be improved
1: yeah that's true um anyway mate you got anything you need to run by I do I do actually it's interesting
0: um it's interesting you raised this because I wanted to return to the conversation we had at dinner the other night yeah about the bioavailability of food and whether it whether it's influenced by your psychology or not Because I think this plays into exactly what you've just said. Like, how is your body going to digest and use the resources in a meal that you consume when you're resentful sitting at a meal that you don't think should exist and eating because you feel obligated but you're basically angry about it, which is what you sound at the brunch table. Or... (laughs) I'm not at the (laughs) brunch table, mate. (laughs) Or... (laughs) Like, how is your body going to absorb the exact same meal if you've come off the back of a 30 or 40 hour fast and like whether like nutritionally what you've got in front of you is exactly the same where you've got x amount of this nutrient that nutrient protein fat carb vitamin blah 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 it's all there but how available that is to your body depending on the circumstances okay
1: so let's let's just try and break this down into more simple terms because i'm trying to follow with what you're saying here. I I do remember the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, let's say you're having a Big Mac meal from Macca's, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, that's, yes, it's nutritional content, you know, bearing probably very minimal- um, Yeah, it's very dubious, but it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be the same, okay? From day to day. Yeah. And you're saying, how would that set base nutrition pack X Mm. be consumed by your body depending on various moments of your in time of your life, that kind of thing, right? So whether or not you've just had breakfast four hours ago now you're having a big Mac meal for lunch, how your body's gonna respond to that intake of that nutrition then versus And obviously, it doesn't have to be a Big Mac meal. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's Nutrition Pack X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Nutrition Pack X, whatever that is, okay? How you respond to the intake of that, you know, having eaten three hours before and then been sitting at a desk and then coming to it versus how you would respond to it if you've been fasting for 12 or 16 or 24 hours. Yeah. That kind of thing?
0: Yes, I'm going a slightly different road with this. Okay. That in that situation, Nutrition Pack X... Not so much about what else you've consumed and when, but how you feel when you're consuming it. Like right, literally okay. your mood, your level of happiness, your level of gratitude, your level of, how, I don't know, however pissed off you are that you found yourself at the brunch table. Like how that's affecting yeah. how your body is processing that food. Because what we were talking about the other day was...
1: I think basically things, just like um,
0: preference, right? We were talking about things that we liked and didn't like. And if you're eating something that's really healthy that you don't like, is there, is there a diminishing return in doing that compared to eating a slightly less nutritionally good meal, nutrition pack? Why that you, that you love? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and whether there's actually a net,
1: like there's a yeah, crossover of some right. description. Yeah. In. Or even, and I think we're, we're talking about the difference between eating like your favorite Bloody burger at the restaurant versus whether if you could have that yeah, delivered to you exactly, and like you know, sitting at home on the couch watching Netflix, like whether or not you're you're even gonna love that same thing, um, you know, yeah, the difference, even like situational influence.
0: Situational influence is a beautiful way to describe yeah. exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, situational influence. So the situational influence of. Like stress, basically, if you're sitting down and going, fuck, I don't want
1: to be here, yeah. take brunch. Taking mouthfuls of like a Luxor, No. Just without even looking at <laughs> it while you're just like reading a, like a document or something.
0: No, taking, <laughs> not even that, taking like, mouthfuls of a meal that should be so good for you. You've got some beetroot and avocado yeah. and quinoa and, like, superfood, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which are all just on rotation, by the way. <laughs> Everything's a superfood if it's in the media, it doesn't matter. it? doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Um, like, whether that food is... Like, whether your stress response to your situation is causing basically an energy redirection through your entire body to deal with the stress that it's produced. Compared, <laughs> you know, compared to dealing with the digestion yeah, of it. You know, like there's less resources available. The
1: superfoods are having to use everything they've got to do so, so that you're not fucked off and about to eat the next guy <laughs> that else, yeah, your lunch box
0: So if that's nutrition pack Y, imagine the situation of nutrition pack X where it's like, it's not even very good for you, but your body's going to reject it because your energy is preoccupied elsewhere because you don't want to be there. Yeah. I reckon there's so many interesting relationships in there that are oh, yet to be established.
1: Be, yeah, that's wild. It's, it's wild that if that hypothesis could prove correct, that sometimes eating a fucking pizza is going to be better for you than having like a green smoothie. Yeah, <laughs> well, I
0: think, that's the, um, I think that's the idea behind like a cheat day for gym junkies and stuff because you get nutrition fatigue, I think is how they describe it. Right. And it's really recommended that if you have a cheat, well, you should have a cheat day the regularity of which will depend on you and your circumstances. But when you cheat, do it. Go fucking hard. Go mental. Like, redress the balance in your mind to make sure that everything, the
1: homeostasis is still there. Yeah. Fascinating. Junk junk food, man. I wish they didn't call it junk food. (laughs) Such a good thing they do. (laughs) Yeah. And how interesting. Remember what uh, I think one of our colleagues was telling us the other night in regards to this superfood thing that kale used to be just like the lining of... of uh, the at, supermarket. At, like fruit and veg stores. Yeah. They put everything just on kale. No, no, no. Don't grab the kale underneath. Grab the mango that we've put on the kale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, that's pretty weird that we do that. And then the media just spun kale as the soup, new superfood so that kale farmers could still...
0: Is that... The, there was a conspiracy behind that, that it was something <laughs> to do with the... Apparently. The agriculture industry? Apparently.
1: Apparently they were <laughs> like, oh... Oh, pretty good. um, Are you growing kale? Yeah, we're not using it anymore. We're just gonna get like some tubs and uh, and put the stuff in that now, so we don't need (laughs) you to grow it anymore. And then they're like, Oh, what? What am I gonna do with my life? Some heads up would have been appreciated, man. (laughs) That's a
0: fairly victimless conspiracy, isn't it? Because like everyone's benefiting in that situation.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it's good for you. Well, that's the thing. So they so they're like, Well, okay, we need to like we need to keep these folks is this shit even
0: edible or do we just oh my god it is
1: it's It's tough tough. it doesn't taste
0: good i bet it's really healthy
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's it it's such a it's such a weird binary that is so true though if it tastes shit it's good for you and if it tastes good shit for you yeah pretty much pretty much it's just where you're divvying up your goods and your shits how much do you care
0: it's just reminded me of another psychology thing that i thought about this week (laughs) yeah at work with um single-use coffee cups Mm. and what's i like put this thing together where you and i have long criticized using a single-use coffee cup particularly sitting down in a cafe but in any capacity is a stupid and redundant thing to still be doing in 2019 yep and we've acknowledged that a lot of people, mainly middle-aged men, use the excuse that it just tastes better out of a takeaway cup. Or there's like there's some perception that the flavour is actually influenced by the packaging. And whether that's true or not, like for me, the ongoing use of a single-use disposable item is like a mindless thing to do, seemingly. But it comes from a very mindful foundation. I've realised, which is that I think that cup because it weighs nine grams compared to a 150 gram ceramic cup or like some keep cup or whatever, because it weighs nothing, you are so much more intimately connected with the volume you have remaining and like how yeah. quickly, how you're consuming it. It's like you're way more connected to that activity. So that's a really mindful basis to form a really mindless habit from, which is that, no, 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 I need, I need this rubbish. I need this garbage with it because otherwise the ritual has gone or something.
1: Yeah. But that was like a
0: weird thing to realize this week. I was like, this, psychologically, Man, that's
1: inverted as well. That's a well, weird binary. Yeah. It, that's, uh, that's a really interesting pickup. I think that, yeah, that, um, that harmony with, yeah, just picking up and immediately feeling the weight of it and being very perceptive mm. to like, to where you're at. Yeah. You know, yep. how much of this have I got to do? Where have I got to be next when okay, yeah, I've picked up my coffee and I can feel how much is left. In yeah, here. yeah, easy. yeah. Whereas, like, it's just redialing your, your range. Like, that's a... People's right arms have been doing this action for, <laughs> you know, for 30 years and all of a sudden, the annoying bloody hipster down making his cafe under work's like, no, nope, you need to have it in a different vessel now. And they've gone, oh, now you're telling me I have to learn a new metric now? Mm.
0: You're telling me I <clears throat> have to... Say goodbye to 20 seconds of my life to learn a new habit. Yeah. Forget it.
1: No way. But, I mean, there's, look, it's not like, I think, um, I remember Sammy telling me that he did, went to this wine tasting where... Um, they, they were sampling the same wine drunk out of different glasses, and how the way that it falls the wine was falling over your tongue and in your mouth mm. was affecting the way that you were perceiving the taste of it one hundred percent so I think it doesn 't come down to um, you know what is surrounding your the packaging that surrounds your coffee that changes the flavor I absolutely would you know disagree with anyone that suggested that mm. very wholeheartedly but I think there's certainly like sipping it out of a mug may taste different to sipping it through a plastic takeaway lid just but because of that very fact definitely it's falling around your mouth differently yeah and but also you're
0: inhaling all sorts of different aromas that are triggering different receptors in your mouth to
1: yeah yeah so you know people like I think the next time that someone says that to me, I think, or it's, I think that's a, word, a valid point to bring up to people, and just say like, if you you're can get- are gonna get more out of it. Do you mean like by actually smelling it while you're drinking it? Well, that, but also the fact that I go, no, it doesn't, it, it might taste different between a ceramic mug and your takeaway cup for these reasons, but why don't you just, if you like it, the taste of it out of a takeaway cup, then get a, get a keep cup that, Is designed the same, so that you're going to be having the same. Of which there are so many available, like matching it exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. So situational influence—that's that again, Mm. where people are just—it's different shit is happening in their brains.
1: Depending on how they're consuming it, yeah, because they're just—it's like imagine if it was a meal. They're getting the same meal presented to them in a different way, and they're like, "No, yeah, no, don't." Where's my white plate? Are you serious? I know the ingredients are the same, but why did you change the order? That you put the things on the burger, right?
0: How ridiculous would that be to see someone actually getting upset about that?
1: Yeah, and then you you used to always put the lettuce below the beef (laughs) patty. Now you're putting it above. You've changed it. This is unbelievable. (laughs) Where else am I supposed to go to find that? <laughs> it's, yeah, we, it, the same shit's on that we haven't changed the recipe, okay? It's the same. Just I don't know. It's literally that. The resistance to change is just unbelievable. It's weird. It's weird. Do, do you, where do you think it comes from? Do you think because humans have just been so, like, you know, threat from other predators to usurp us as the dominant species on the planet, has been, you know, it's been a while since that was a major threat, you know, I, I think.
0: What's a while? <clears throat> 200,000 years? Like, ages, yeah. <laughs> since we were our last species, like Homo yeah. erectus? Because that's still not a while in the scheme of evolution. Like, that's a blink of an eye in the scheme uh, uh, of evolution. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: But what I mean is, you know, our generation has, has never been like, you know, our, our parents weren't like, all right, man, now there's a big bloody thing going on here. There's a big push coming from the killer whales. They want <laughs> they want domination of the planet. So, like, you've got to, like, be versatile. You've got to be ready to do shit. Be okay? ready for war, yeah. and
0: when it's not war, make sure you're fucking. Make sure you're having as many... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, procreate as much as you can. Yeah,
1: get get our species out there. Yeah. We, we need, you know... We need strength. And, like, so I'm wondering whether that, like, we haven't had to change. Being... Being flexible or being adaptable has never really been a necessary trait of humanity mm. up until, okay, now there all, all of a sudden is a reason coming into our lives that we might not kick on here for a while. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So now yeah. it's like, okay, now we do need to change. Now we need to be flexible again. Yep. We need to, you know, I think maybe that's just why people are resistant to change. Because that, why the fuck do I need to change? Well, everything's good, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah it's it's definitely like a bio, a biological route because that's every other like living organism in competition within an okay. ecosystem it's just we've like we've ended the competition there's no
1: competition anymore but we've still got that drive to like but like the, you could argue that this transition towards reusable packaging that is just like that is evolution taking place mm. that is that is now becoming a necessary adaption to, to our, our environment. Definitely, like if we need to, th- this is this is a step. This is you know, if you, if you lads are going to keep kicking on with that packaging, it's definitely you know, yeah. Behavioral
0: adaptation. F- Fuck, that's really interesting to, to articulate it that way. Definitely, because even like a really really quick behavioral adaptation takes a few generations. Yeah, it takes a good good nudge. Like I'm not sure how many. And I'm sure it would depend on what the behavioural adaptation is. So for us to turn anything around in 20 years or whatever the UN's given us is gonna is unprecedented in like any living organism's ability to adapt.
1: Yeah, but it's like it's literally that it's it's survival of the fittest. But in this case, it's like fittest is being fucking the most ecologically mindful. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. just like okay, good on you. You you've got good DNA. All right. <laughs> Like, to thrive, okay, people... To protect our yeah, species and to make sure we have... Supermodels think you're good-looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's just, I don't know, yeah. Thinking about it that way just makes it a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's, such, that's the richness of the plotline, right? Of, like, living in 2019, basically, is yeah. knowing that we're all still programmed to consume and to compete and to out-resource each other. But we know that we have to stop doing it. It's. I think those. Two, that's why. I think um. Like climate change and mental health intersect in so many oh. ways. In that, like, yeah, it's. A, it's Absolutely, a, it's I a couldn't agree more.
1: About. I saw the thing you wrote yesterday. What uh, was that? On, uh, on your new socials, you put up some. I put up lots of shit. I forget about it. Like a lot of the stuff. I right. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't. I can quote you directly, but it was, oh.
0: That, that mental... That, that climate change produces anxiety. So living sustainably is good for mental health. Yeah. But climate change affects everyone. Yeah. Yeah, sort of just... Flow. I
1: just... I thought it was quite profound. Though. I think, like, man... I think climate-induced... Climate change-induced climate change depression. Or not necessarily... Like, it would... Anxieties about climate change would certainly be a big bearing on, mm. on mental health. Yeah. And it, yeah, and the fact that it
0: has a bearing on everyone's future means that it does have a bearing on everyone's mental health. Yeah. Just like whether people have realised it or not. Yeah. And so even, I'd like, even argue that for climate sceptics who are just entrenched in their own conservatism, conservatism of like, no, it's not happening, we can keep consuming, blah, blah. Like that's it's just another reaction from the fight or flight sort of freeze position mm. to basically be in denial it's like a very, it's yeah. another one of these biologically engineered things that we've, has helped us so much. Like ego and, and denial of fact is like yeah. a, it's a self preservation mechanism oh, that we've been bred absolutely. to have.
1: Denial's a powerful thing. You yeah. can convince yourself of something.
0: Well, we do all the time, whether we realize it or not. Like any memory is just the last time you thought about it. How, any memory is just your memory of the last time you thought about it. And that can just, constantly change depending on how that's going to influence your happiness in the future. I
1: I think about that a lot, the way that certain memories crop up and when they crop up and how, you know, I mean, like, I don't know how much everyone does it, but I sometimes will like re, you know, process memories and like Mm. always analyze them and like, you know, they, they, and they always, I'm fascinated with the way that certain memories, you can like, your mind's ability to interpret them in new ways to suit your own ends, yeah, to that yeah kind yeah. of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Compose like a less
0: upsetting narrative. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. For you to live with, that's way easier in your memory.
1: Yeah, it's, it takes uh, up less room. It's an astonishing thing. It and is, but I'm it's
0: like, it's an important thing. Like we all
1: need that. Oh yeah, denial and the ability to forget. Mm. That's uh, that's bloody. That's up there, man. <laughs> well above brunch. <laughs> okay, I've got one more thing that I wanted to run past you. Cool,
0: let's do it. Uh, do you, have you heard of white saviourism? Um,
1: no. White, white saviorism.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's a thing that I only learned about very recently, about the idea that um, white cultures, this was in context of a couple of conversations I had in Byron Bay with Indigenous women. Yeah, who basically educated me on this thing that I also had no idea what it was, but something that resonated because when you like this whole idea that white people being the dominant culture on the planet, trying to no matter how well intentioned it might be, trying to help a cause or a situation, there's a tendency to impose the existing. It's like an involuntary and for me like a fairly blameless in like introduction to the way that white culture does it but that gets interpreted as like
1: a an insulting thing and it i'll be thinking a lot about it because so okay sorry so like what's an example of this so say let's let's think something like world vision is that what you're saying like no no let's take like
0: um, we'll take take indigenous issues for example okay so like as as far as the crazy practices that went on in the past but even coming in now in modern times and having and suggesting or presenting a way that white culture does something and that's why and because it's so widespread that's why indigenous culture should do it too isn't helpful no matter even though it's come from a helpful place which like really resonated with me because i think that's a lot of People find themselves sympathizing with a lot of problems, be it Indigenous affairs or other, and wanting to like reach out or wanting to help or wanting to basically try and be like try and help solve these mm. issues, but feeling like they don't have the right to even make comment on them. I feel like that's something that I definitely respond well, to. We're
1: like... <clears throat> yeah, it's a, I mean, I think the thing is, is that it can be seen and is seen as. Yeah, even though it might be well intentioned, I think one of the areas in which it's problematic is that it's seen as like almost you know um, it's almost like a perpetuation of colonialism in that yeah exactly you're like reinforcing what what's seen as the normal. But the thing is, is that because you know you and I living inside of that see it as the normal, we're not necessarily seeing it as to do with you know the oppression of white culture over other cultures mm. i think and and i think it <clears throat> it um i know that uh a lot of uh, this is where a lot of the criticism for like the closing the gap um approach to like treating um you know medical issues within indigenous communities i think like this is where a lot of the resistance comes from from um, indigenous communities is that, you know, from a, an objective standpoint, so try and improve the, the living standard of anyone would be seen as a good thing, you mm. know, potentially. But I think it's how you address that and, and being considerate of um, the fact that, you know, the receiving party might not necessarily have the same opinion yeah. as the giving party does in regards to what the issue is.
0: Yeah, and presenting <clears throat> it in that manner whilst it presents it as the right thing to do, it infers that what's been currently yeah. done is the wrong thing to do and then that suggestion... And that
1: the white way is the right way. Yeah,
0: that's, I guess that's where the insult lies. Yeah, okay, well, I'm glad I, you, you're able to yeah, clarify that for me. It's exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting thing and it's one of the pinnacles of what, what's called whiteness study, the study of whiteness. And there was a really, like... I remember reading a really powerful, um, essentially, like... Uh, defining paper about what whiteness was um at uni one of the main features of it was that um white culture is is defined as a lack of culture like it and in that sense Mm. it's seen as normalizing
0: right so like
1: you're essentially stripping the racial or the cultural connotations away from it so that it is, it is just seen as this thing that stands outside of anyone and anything yeah and can just sit as the objective like foil in which to compare everything else but when you know that that's where it is eh? it's in comparison yeah. that that it becomes a problem yeah
0: because that's all it's geared towards is being able to compare
1: yeah but it's and it's the, it's the way that you know in particular <laughs> hollywood culture can you know, it's through that ability to represent what is essentially white American culture to, you know, television audiences right throughout the world yeah. that they can effectively like remove themselves and the origins of it and just present it as this kind of like all encompassing narrative. How
0: psycho is it? Yeah, that's it's, what's
1: happened. It's fun. It, that's what's happened. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and that's where like you know, it's, it's a very important thing to do with any kind of interaction and, like, if we're going to bloody try and unite humanity, under what umbrella, like, I don't know. But, yeah, these are obviously important things to, to bear in mind. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think... Um,
0: I, just like, I just wanted to bring it up because I, that phrase I found really helpful to, like, white saviorism. I hadn't heard it put in those yeah. words before, but it, it's something that I had been aware of in a murky way and was basically afraid of because like it's one of those things that if you get tarred with one of those brushes it never comes off there's like yeah there's no path for redemption when you're when you're an intercultural bigot if you're perceived that way whether you are or you're not yeah it's one of those things you just don't want to go anywhere near it
1: but yeah it's even though we just did for 10 minutes (laughs) but it's hard and and the thing is i think like you know in the indigenous you know, I don't want to say the indigenous issue, but like the relationship between white Australia and indigenous Australia is is one that's you know been a tense relationship since we got here. Yeah, um, and that it's it's such a big element in trying to navigate that situation is this this very thing that we're talking about, and I think you know a lot of people like unfortunately turn their nose up on it and be like, you know, we're trying to help them and they're just like throwing it back in our face. You know, like, they don't care. They can't help themselves. And it's like, you, you have to be understanding of the fact that like, you know, if, if this roles were reversed, of course there would be some opposition and resistance towards a dominating culture just wanting to come in and be like, this yeah. is the right way to do it. Just fucking do this stuff. Yeah. Why are you so dumb? Why can't you just do this and help yourself? And it's like, yeah, this white saviourism is the main element in making us be like, that That thought wouldn't even cross our minds yeah. because it, yeah. to, to us it's such a natural thing.
0: Yeah, you, you just can't even begin to imagine what it's yeah. like to have native title or native blood and just wake up every day with that amount of pain. You Like, you, you didn't live it all. It's your, yeah. like the lived pain of your ancestors, but you know it's there. You don't even know what necessarily the right path to redemption or to the fix the situation is. But in the meantime, like, can you just, can everyone just fuck off, please? Like, can we just, like, have some space, basically? I yeah. It's impossible to sympathize.
1: Yeah, but, you know... But I, that
0: shouldn't be a reason not to, like, think about it and not to discuss it and at least try and
1: yeah, start I, yeah. rectifying it. I think that's, the, that's the, a big step to take towards... You know, those situations, it's just to recognize that what is being, you know, espoused as the normal thing, there's always an agenda behind that. And mm. there's always going to be a, um, you know, I, I don't know what the word a is. A narrative for. it's following, sort of. Yeah, thing yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's always like an ideology attached yeah, to it. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's about recognizing what that is and where it comes from. Yeah.
0: Being anyway. able to separate yourself from it when you need to. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, bruh. Well, mate, like you say, fuck brunch and um, it's just been great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been great. Wait, I'm sorry to hear, man. You must have been... You must have... Have you just been sitting like harboring so much anger at every brunch you've ever sat at? Because you must have sat at a few. Well,
1: when, I'm, when I'll never
0: brunch. ask you ever to... I mean, give me some time parameters. Like I won't... No, no, Even no, suggest you, eating look, between ten and My mate,
1: it's not brunch 12. per se. Let me just clarify this to wrap up. It's not brunch per se that I don't like. But it's just the thought of trading two meals for one. If I'm going to brunch, I'm fucking also going to lunch. Yeah. And don't tell me I can't.
0: Absolutely do it. And have breakfast too if you feel like it. Cool. Like I that I'm really glad that I could basically be the one to help you. I don't know, liquefy <laughs> your definition and maybe yeah. reevaluate what you think brunch is. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right, thanks, bro. been good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, this works. Fuck, I shouldn't have said that.